Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Today, we are thrilled to once again be joined by Donna Fluss, president of DMG Consulting LLC. And Donna, today we're going to launch into the fact that the hybrid workforce is here to stay. And you've got a lot of solutions for us. So question number one is what staffing models will contact centers use going forward for on-site, remote work at home, as well as the hybrid model? Amelia, that is the number one question that I'm being asked and people like me are being asked. Gartner recently put out a report indicating that up to 80% of employees will be able to work from home. Now, that's for enterprises in general. Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, contact centers are different. And for as long as there have been these operating environments, there's this view that All agents need to be in the office. Well, the pandemic hits, and guess what? Contact centers and every other part of the organization have to send their employees home. Contact centers did a magnificent job of getting their people up and running better than almost anybody else. So we've really addressed the issue of can contact center employees work at home? The answer is yes. However, because of the mindset of a lot of the managers, And the supervisors, they still, in most cases, would prefer to have their people in the office. And for those reasons, here's what we think. And you really qualified this question right, because this is for the next year or two. And then, of course, the world's going to continue to evolve. So here's what we think. We think that more than 50%, let's say about 55% of contact centers will have the vast majority of their employees back in the office. We beg these organizations to be flexible for their fantastic, some of their fantastic people who are scared to come in. And so we expect to see a little bit of agility. Then we expect to have about 20, 25% of contact centers who are going to move to a remote or work at home only. And it sounds like a small number compared to the Gartner number, but prior to the pandemic, maybe 5% of contact centers will work at home. So this is really a step in the right direction for today's times. And then we expect the rest of these organizations to use this hybrid mode. And the hybrid mode for a contact center means that the agents will have assigned days when they're in the office and assigned days when they're able to work from home. Well, and we were forced into it in the start of 2020, but now we're talking about managing it going forward. So what are some of the challenges in managing a remote workforce and what are some of the best practices for addressing those challenges? To begin with, I should caveat this with one person's best practice is another person's worst nightmare. So you've got to figure out what's right for your specific operating environment, your specific call center or contact center or digital customer service department, whatever it happens to be. So what I want to do is I'm going to walk through some of the top challenges. And any of us who've managed contact centers will relate really well to a lot of these. And then I'm going to talk about some of the best practices. So to begin with, as I mentioned, there's this view that it's either you can't or it's much harder to manage people if you can't see them. The second big challenge is how do you build team spirit and camaraderie? which really is essential when you're working day in, day out with consumers, with the public who aren't always nice. Then how do you keep your work-at-home employees engaged? 
And then the last one's just kind of a lot of fun, but really important when you look at who's staffing these contact centers is the lack of social interactions. Now, from a best practice perspective, let's kind of go, let's start there. You know, based on CDC guidelines uh, and depending on in the states and in other countries, your country's guidelines, different things are being allowed. So what we recommend is allow your agents some time to work together. It could be on a Zoom session, whatever it happens to be, to plan some social events just as they would have planned them in the past. They're going to take place outside your office and they could be a lot of fun. It could be a picnic. It could be an you know evening get together, whatever it is, just continue to do it. Now, in regard to some of the tougher ones that you can't manage people that you can't see, well, we've proven that that's not the case. And if you want to be a preferred employer, you're going to need to allow your employees more flexibility than you did in the past. And there's a variety of ways that can come in. But, you know, we've proven the, the thinking wrong. So that one's just passed. Now, in terms of building team spirit and camaraderie, that's a lot of fun to do. And we have systems like gamification systems that can help us do that. The supervisor plays an extremely important role in making sure that people can engage with each other. You can have team meetings where people engage with each other. And all of these are industry best practices that just right now it's going to be done via Zoom. Then the last one about keeping employees engaged, that's tough because, as I said, it's a tough, it, can, it can be a, a wonderful, you can have 100 really great people call you or email you a day, but you need people to stay tuned in to what's going on and keeping people engaged is tough regardless of where they are. And again, the supervisor plays an important role as do other teammates. Yeah, it sounds like each teammate needs to understand that their supervisor really is on their side when it comes to tackling all these challenges. And one of the reasons we're so excited to have you here as an expert on this topic is because you've got a great list of tools contact centers can use to manage their remote workforce. So let's go through some of those. The reason that contact centers have done so well in managing these operating environments is because of these tools. These are tools we had before the pandemic, and hopefully you still will have them after the pandemic. But let's go through some of these. To begin with, the classic tool that we use is quality management. And these are evaluations of your interactions. And the objective is to review them and for the supervisor, QA specialist, to give you feedback on a timely basis. The number one reason why people leave contact centers is not the salary, although there's room for improvement there, but because they don't receive any feedback. Now, besides traditional QA, which is done mostly manual, there's this amazing artificial intelligence-based application called AQM, Analytics-Enabled QM. And AQM automates the process and can evaluate up to 100% of the interactions, regardless of what channel they come in at. And that's just the beginning of the process, where it's gets even better is that it uses an automated workflow to share that information with the supervisor and the agent. So they get constant feedback on a very timely basis. And that is so positive. Then we have things like real-time performance management applications. And those are applications that help to keep the agent engaged because it's constantly feeding them in real-time or near real-time, like within five to 15 seconds, what's going on in the shop, who's doing what. Um, then we have interaction analytics, another one of the things that are related to AQM, and that's speech and text analytics, 
which structures unstructured phone conversation and finds the insights. And you can share those insights. Um, IA is one of the, it's called Interaction Analytics. IA is one of the unsung heroes of the pandemic because the companies that had it were able to use that information to prepare their agents and update their knowledge bases so that their agents were giving their customers the right answers. Then, of course, we've got surveying. And then the last one to mention is internal chat, right? Just doesn't matter. It could be Slack, whatever it happens to be. In contact centers, there's a belief that agents, and not all, but in some, that agents should not be slacking, interacting, messaging with their peers. They can only message with their supervisors. Well, that's good. But in these type of environments where you really want people to have contact, let agent talk to agent. Oh, I love that you added that in there. And again, a lot of those tools that you mentioned, these were to help manage the remote workforce. A lot of them also help to keep agents engaged. And in both categories, Donna, you mentioned presence. What does presence mean to that? Well, presence means I can see you and you can see me. Um, I mean, at its most basic, but presence is a technology that allows an agent, somebody in the organization, to know exactly what the other person's doing. So are they in a meeting? Are they in a conference call? Are they out to lunch? So if you're looking for an expert who you, you know, to ask for help, you don't have to just call and hope somebody's going to be there. You know that they will be sitting at desk waiting for call because you will be able to see their presence. Another way to think about it in a contact center is state, state management. And Donna, there's another topic here around the question of whether or not contact centers, supervisors, and managers should be allowed to work remotely, what's your take on this? Well, if you allow your agents to work remotely, you need to allow your supervisors and managers to work remotely, but it's much more important than that. And that's disaster recovery, business continuity. You know, having to close down the world, people said this could never happen. Well, it happened. And a lot of disaster recovery business continuity plans, which was to send interactions to another country, to another region. Well, when everybody was closed down, that wasn't going to work. So we had to really rethink this quickly. So it's as important to have managers and supervisors with those skills who know what to do from their home as it is agents. But there's more to the story. Let's assume that there's an agent who's a super agent and they're identified as an opportunity to get promoted. But in order to get promoted, this work-at-home agent is told they have to come into the office. So you're going to have this fantastic, positive opportunity that comes up, and the agent's going to say no, which will likely mean that the agent's going to think they need to get a new job, all because you required them to come into the office. So the name of the game today is agility. Agility for the company, agility for the contact center, and agility and flexibility for the agent. Well, Donna, great insight. For every challenge that we brought up, you provide lots of solutions. So once again, we have been joined today by Donna Fluss, president of DMG Consulting, LLC. Donna, thank you again for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes.